Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Credici. Glad you could join us. Community Matters comes your way each and every Saturday morning and is the show that keeps you up to date and in touch with many of the great things happening in and around our communities in southeastern Massachusetts, in eastern Connecticut, and, of course, right here in the Ocean State, the state of Rhode Island. And, in fact, this morning, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the program United States Senator Sheldon Whitehouse for the great state of Rhode Island. Senator Whitehouse, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Scott. I'm delighted to be on your program. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for joining us, Senator Whitehouse. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Lots of things to talk to you about. I guess the first thing I'd like to bring up, if it's okay with you, is, as you're probably well aware, one of the big stories here in Rhode Island at the moment is the repairs going on to the Washington Bridge. And I'm just curious as to, you know, what types of updates you've received about that. And more importantly, Senator Whitehouse, what are some of the things that you've done over the years in your tenure to help Rhode Island maybe secure funding and things of that nature? to help improve our infrastructure? Well, on the Washington Bridge, the Department of Transportation is going forward. We've been in touch with the Secretary of Transportation for Rhode Island, Peter Alvidi, and he is confident that he has all the cash that he needs to do everything that he needs to do to move traffic flow and repairs as quickly as possible, and that he'll be coming to us to look to backfill that money with federal support So we're waiting for that, but it's not interfering with the ongoing work that's being done to reopen the Washington Bridge. In a funny coincidence, it was work being done under a grant that uh, the delegation got, a grant of mine actually, that put the engineers under the bridge to spot the problem and avoid what could have been a much worse situation. So the importance of these federal transportation grants is very real. And I sit on the Environment Public Works Committee and the public works part of that does the uh, highway funding. So if you look around Rhode Island right now, there is a lot of work being done to upgrade Route 146 and make it safer and smoother. And uh, we're wrapping up the work on the Providence Viaduct that goes through downtown past the Providence Place Mall. And the Newport Bridge work is just getting underway to make sure that the bridge stays safe and that a key repair to the cabling structure is accomplished. And when you add all those up, that was $200 million worth of federal grants going to those three projects. And they all came through a bill that I got passed into law beginning in the Environment Public Works Committee. So there's a lot of attention here on making sure that Rhode Island gets the benefit of these federal road and infrastructure and bridge programs. 
Wow, that's terrific. And as you pointed out, thank goodness that, you know, through part of your work that we did get those engineers under that bridge to realize the defects, as you pointed out, to avoid any type of, you know, catastrophic circumstances, right? Yeah. For those who've had some, you know, economic trouble, I'll flag again that the delegation worked with the Small Business Administration to get them to stand up a very immediate relief and loan program to help businesses that couldn't get clients in because of all of the traffic congestion. So that is going on and very much worth people being aware of. And if you think you've lost business as a result of it, to contact the Small Business Administration about that particular program. And I will say a couple of things, as you might expect, because of the inconvenience that it's caused many, you know, people are in an uproar, et cetera, and the DOT has come under some fire publicly. But I'm going to say a couple of things. Number one, you know, the first couple of days were difficult, but they quickly opened up the other side of 195 for two lanes going in either direction. And that really alleviated things very quickly, number one. And the other thing is, too, you know, I thought I read somewhere where when they did inspections, there were maybe 400 plus bridges in the state of Rhode Island that were in the state of disrepair or that needed repairs and upgrading. And I think under Mr. Alviti, I think more than half of those have already been either repaired or replaced. So a lot of good things are happening with the Department of Transportation, an organization that may have taken its lumps in recent weeks. Yeah. And and the good news is that while it was very unfortunate that that happened, on the Washington Bridge, and it did result in lost business and some lost money to the state from the repairs. It did not result in lost lives because the Department of Transportation caught it in time. And if you look at the bridge that fell in Minnesota and some of the things that have really been traumatic, uh, we were lucky. Senator Whitehouse, I want to talk to you about some of the many other things that you either have been or are working on down in our nation's capital, and we'll start with health care. I know you are part of a proposed bill to incentivize better health care at lower cost. Can you talk about that? Yeah, this is actually a very Rhode Island-based bill because there were two doctors groups who I think a lot of your listeners probably know. One is called Integra, used to be called Rhode Island Primary Care Physicians. And the other is Coastal Medical. And both of those doctors groups signed up to become what are called accountable care organizations. It's a mouthful, but it's a program that allowed them to change the way they bill so that they could spend money on more creative solutions to help their patients. And if they can save money with those things, they get to share in the savings with Medicare. So these two became really national leaders We set a really, really good example. A lot of practices signed up for that. I can't think of any that did better than our two Rhode Island practices. So we had a lot of good experience with that. And what this bill would do, working with my friend from Wyoming, the Republican Senator John Barrasso, who happens to be a doctor and knows this stuff pretty well, we are trying to encourage the rewards into these what they call ACOs, these provider groups, these doctors groups. Uh, Because the more doctors groups that sign up for this program, ultimately the lower the cost to the taxpayer for healthcare services. And most importantly, the patients, the clients just love it because they're getting services they didn't get before. They're getting attention they didn't get before. The doctors love it because they can practice in the way that they see the patient needs rather than confining their practice to what is billable and chargeable under uh, Medicare or Medicaid. 
So it's win, win, win. And we want to do more of it for that reason. And big props and big cheers to these two Rhode Island groups of doctors for the leadership they showed America wide. Senator Whitehouse, I also understand you were one of the authors of a bill to equip law enforcement with trauma kits, which uh, passed the Senate in November. Curious where that bill stands. And, you know, when I read it, I said, boy, this makes a lot of sense because oftentimes it is law enforcement that are first on the scene. And sometimes those minutes are critical, right? Between the time law enforcement arrives and by the time, you know, you've got emergency medical care on the scene. So I guess, you know, equipping our law enforcement with trauma kits makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, those can be fatal minutes. And so making sure that the police officers have the equipment necessary to hold the patient stable and do what they need to do to keep the injured individual alive until the EMTs can get there is good. Again, very bipartisan. John Cornyn of Texas was my colleague on that one. And uh, we are through committee and ready to pass it into a piece of must-pass legislation and get it passed into law. I'm glad to hear you use the word bipartisan because I was just having this conversation off air with my producer, Laura, and I am a registered independent or unaffiliated, if you will, and sometimes I feel like politics can be so divisive. So when you hear bipartisan work on bills, for someone like me, that's music to my ears, Senator Whitehouse. Well, there's plenty to fight about, as you know, (laughs) but there are also very important lanes in which Republicans and Democrats work together in Congress all the time. They just don't get as much attention as the fights, because the fights are more interesting. Right. So you're also part of a new bill to cap CEO compensation. Explain to us what that's all about. (laughs) This is one that really frustrates me. The pay of CEOs since I graduated from college has gone up more than 1,200%. So that's 1,200 times... (laughs) 100 in terms of the number. It's just a huge number. Right. And it's really gotten to be pretty obscene. In the same time period, average worker pay went up 15%. So 1,200% compared to 15%. And that's not fair. And people aren't getting value for that really egregious growth in CEO pay. And so what this would do is it would set a ratio of how much the CEO can be paid to what the average full-time worker is paid, and there'll be a tax if you exceed that. Mm-hmm. So it creates a very strong incentive to both keep CEO pay under control, and if that's reduced, there's more money to spend on the business and grow the business, and also it creates a big incentive for management to make sure that the employees are sharing in the success of the company and that money flows into wages. We have just epic income inequality and wage inequality in this country, and this is an effort to put some reasonable bounds around it. We are speaking to United States Senator Sheldon Whitehouse for the great state of Rhode Island here on Community Matters on 103.7 WEEI. Senator Whitehouse, recently we had a guest on from Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, and I know that locally you helped to secure about $225,000 last year to fund improvements to their new women's housing unit in Woonsocket. Yeah, I love those guys. Operation Stand Down was formed by a guy named Tony DeQuattro, who was a Marine, Vietnam era, and got just 
really upset with the way his fellow veterans were being treated. He describes himself, it's fair for me to say it, as a full-on pain in the ass. <laughs> and he is a full-on pain in the ass in the service of Rhode Island veterans. So I love working with him because he's very passionate and his organization is very lean and smart and dedicated to making sure that veterans are well taken care of. And what they have done is they've bought a building up in Woonsocket and refitted it for women veterans who need temporary shelter to get their lives uh, back together and to, you know, deal with whatever problems may be coming up in their lives. It's named after a really remarkable Rhode Island veteran, a woman who got cancer, may very well have gotten cancer as a result of her service, and chose not to be treated for her cancer in order to protect the health of the baby she was carrying when she was pregnant. So in many respects, she gave her life to be yep. able to bear her child as a healthy child, and her daughter and her husband were there as they opened this new building, and I think it's going to be a great resource for obviously women veterans in particular, but we were able to get a little bit of money to make sure that the inside got built out well and that the place really looked nice and treated the occupants there, the women veterans, with the respect that they deserve for what they did for our country. So very, very good news story up there in Woonsocket and huge, huge credit to Operation Stand Down for pulling that off and making it happen. Great job by you in helping them secure that Well, funding. by them. Yeah. Uh, Senator Whitehouse, I also know you're the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Courts Subcommittee, and you were instrumental in voting for subpoenas to be issued to Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo as part of the Supreme Court Ethics Pro. Where, where do things stand with that right now? We now, uh, as a result of that vote in the committee, have given Chairman Durbin, the chairman of the committee, the authorization to pursue subpoenas. Now that he has the authorization, his staff are in touch with the corporations involved and the individuals involved to see what they're willing to do. It's always better to do things voluntarily. So they're exploring whether there's a voluntary way to get compliance. In some cases, we're doing things like dealing with the shell corporation that owns a yacht or the shell corporation that owns a big private jet just to get records of manifests, who traveled where and when. So it's pretty simple stuff, and we're hoping that they'll be willing to comply voluntarily. But if not, the important thing is that the chairman has the authority to issue a subpoena if they refuse to comply. So we have the ability to try to move at least that one step forward to get to the bottom of what is a really mysterious situation. You know, Rhode Island folks working in government anywhere, state or municipal level, they can take three $25 gifts a year, like a lunch at the diner across from City Hall, they have to report all three of them, and after they've taken their three gifts per year of a lunch at the diner, then that's it. They can't, even if they report it, they can't take anything more. So these big secret gifts to the Supreme Court justices in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, we really need to get to the bottom of that and understand what actually took place, and that's what these subpoenas are all about. Lay out the facts, and then we can figure out where to go. Of course, this past Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, where we celebrated the life and the legacy of the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Did you or your colleagues in Washington do anything significant to celebrate the holiday, just out of curiosity? Yeah, we were all over the state. The Minister's Alliance, 
which is comprised mostly of Rhode Island's black churches, had a big breakfast honoring Dr. Martin Luther King, and the whole delegation spoke there. And then we went up to Segway Academy, a school in Central Falls that had turned itself over for the day to making meals as a project because Dr. King was very much about hands-on work and not just, you know, marching and talking. And one of the ways he's honored is with that kind of work. And then I had the chance to go to the NAACP lunch in Middletown, where our new member of Congress, Gabe Ammo, was the speaker. He did a wonderful job, and I'm very proud of him and very happy that he's now joined the delegation in Congress. So that was a very uh, happy and cheerful experience. And then went down to the Martin Luther King Center in Newport as it did a ribbon cutting for an $8 million expansion. They raised all the money for it to make sure that people who need social services in that area of Aquidneck Island have a truly excellent facility to go to and really wonderful work by the board and the leadership of the MLK Center to have been able to raise so much money and do this very successful build out. And again, wonderful feeling, wonderful high spirits for that occasion. Wow. You had yourself a full day on Monday. Congratulations to you. Senator Whitehouse, before we wrap it up, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, is there anything we haven't talked about that you might be working on or that you want to bring up on the show before we wrap things up? The last thing I'd say is that I think we're actually making fairly good progress in the Senate to try to make sure that we do not have a government shutdown. There is an agreement on how much we're going to spend. There are some arguments going on about in which areas it's going to be spent. Those, I think, are going to be resolved in time. We'll have to do a little short continuing resolution to allow the appropriators to do their work and wrap that up. Uh, Jack Reed, of course, is one of those appropriators and is working diligently to make sure that that is a success. But fingers crossed and knock on wood, I think we're going to be able to avoid any shutdown. And the new speaker, Speaker Johnson, has been very public about recognizing that a shutdown is bad for the economy, bad for the country, and if they've caused it, bad for his party as well. So he's been very good to work with. Well, Senator Whitehouse, thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning. More importantly, thank you for all that you do and your hard work representing us here in the state of Rhode Island. Thanks so much. Thank you, Scott. Good to be with you. You as well. United States Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, our guest this morning on Community Matters. My thanks to the senator for joining us this morning. Thank you to our producer, Lorman Nakuchi, for doing a great job putting this show together as always. And most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. My name is Scott Kredishi. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Kordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.